0: I claim on earth what's coming from heaven, to be here any day. Oh, I can taste His promise, that is coming my way. Hello friends and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McInnes. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. Well, welcome today. I'm alone again. Pastor Joy is packing up. We're going to be a little sporadic the next couple of weeks because we're getting ready to move, and it's a big move, from Florida to Davao City, Philippines. That's a big move. And so she's kind of uh, in the business, but she'll be joining us in the future. But I want to talk to you today about a present tense God. This is a message that I shared a lot when I was... Uh, In the Jesus movement, because in the Jesus movement, we had that problem that, oh, Jesus is just historical. He was a great guy, but we need something now for my life. And so I love to share this because it also formed and shaped my life. Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. God never changes. And normally we think about that as, well, he doesn't change his mind. Well, that's true. But what happens is he never changes because he is past, present, and future. Christ never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The historical Jesus is like Lou Wallace, the famous author who wrote Ben-Hur. He was an atheistic Civil War general, and he decided he would write a book that would show that Jesus was only historical. So he went to Israel, he researched and researched, and what do you know, he turned out the one of the best books about Christ, about the crucifixion. Uh, If you never read the unabridged Ben-Hur, read it. He became a true believer because he saw that Jesus wasn't just historical, he was present tense. Now I'm going to take this from John 11. Many of you know this story about Jesus and the raising of Lazarus. And of course, Lazarus was not well, and they sent for Jesus. And we read here, now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, now remember Jesus delayed. Jesus didn't come immediately, he delayed a little bit. And so now Martha, as soon as she heard she, Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know whatever you ask to God will give you. Of course, that sounds nice, but she had no idea to raise from the dead. This is the First thing that we do, if I had lived in Jesus' day, if I had only touched his garment, uh, we put Jesus into the past. And Martha was trying to put Jesus into the past. I know, kind of like a rebuke to him too here. If you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. At the same time, it was uh, putting him, locking him into the past. Uh, I remember growing up and and, uh, wasn't a Christian yet. And I thought, well, Jesus was for really old people. Of course, what I think of old today is <laughs> very different. What I thought old then, you know, old to me was then about 40. Old to me now is about 120. <laughs> but anyway, the, my reasoning was is that Jesus was those who had one foot in the grave because that's where Jesus was. He was in heaven. He's an historical person, and he is in heaven waiting. So I did two things. I put him in the past, and I put him in the future. And because of that, I did not realize what he had for me today. And then I happened to read a verse. Jesus says, I have come that you might have life. And you might have it more abundantly, or, or it very abundantly is, is what it means. And I thought, well, Jesus was not just for heaven. Jesus was not just for the past. Jesus was for today. And that's when I gave my heart to Jesus, because I realized that he was there today for me. Yes, I believe in historical Jesus. Yes, I believe in a future Jesus. But I also believe in a Jesus that's here today, because he is past, present, and future, all in one. Now, the second thing Mary did was exactly what I did, put him in the future. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha says, I know that he'll rise again at the resurrection in the last day. Well... It's easy to put off all the promises, put off all the wonderful things God has for us into the future. When I die, when I get to heaven, then I can have peace. Then I can have joy. Then I can have meaning. You can have that today. Why? Because Jesus said to her, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever lives... And believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He says I am. Remember Moses coming by the bush, burning bush, and finally he says, God who'll I say sent me. Say I am Why I am John Corson wrote I am whatever you have need of, he was saying to Moses. Moses, you're on a journey. The task before you is huge, and you want to know who I am? I am whatever you need. Jesus is there for us. He's not I used to be. He's not I'm gonna be. But I am presently, immutably, unchangeably with you. That's why the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's a rock solid I am. You see, Jesus said in John eight fifty eight, most assuredly, I say to you before Abraham was, I am, why I am, why does he go back and he says, uh, I am, well, when God says I am, well, it's kind of like Augustine said, he says, what was God doing before he created the heaven and the earth? Then he decided the question had no meaning because words like before, after, and then really don't pl- apply to God in the same way it does us. Because yes, God active in the past. Yes, God's active in the future. And God's active also today. He is I am. He's always present. He's always there. This is what he wanted to be known for when he spoke to moses and we'll get to it at the very end of the bible that's what he wants to be known for uh the verb to be i am to be means simply profoundly i am who i am i will be who i will be god is who he is so moses says exodus three fourteen, who are you i am the covenantal God of the past. I am the God of the present. I am the God of the future. I know where are going where the children of God are gonna go. I know it's happening. Oh, I tell you. He even said this is his name forever. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. That doesn't mean that once you have an experience with Jesus and you so-called, a, uh, uh, just, think that he gave, like he gives you the bread of life that it's over it's just the beginning he is constantly the bread of life i am the light of the world he said he's constantly the light of the world i am the good shepherd i am the resurrection and the life i am the truth and life all those are different verses i am the true vine now why is that important it's very important because he never was at, he was there for you, he is there for you. It's not that God is going to be for you in the future. Yes, he was there for you in the fast, past, he is there for you in the future, and he is with you today. He never changed. I tell you, I am. That's what he said. I'm the God who is I am, and what does it mean for you and me? I like the, uh, the Psalms forty-six, verse one. It says that God is a very present help in time of trouble. What does present mean? He's a present help. That's because he's the God of the present tense. He's the God of the future tense and the past tense. He's all them. But the thing that we need to learn, people, is he's a present tense God, because that, we ease, it's easy for us to imagine a God of the past. It's easy for us to think, oh, over there, imagine a God of the future. Yes, when I get to heaven, and, and won't it be wonderful there? Or boy, in the past, we, it's easy. In that sense, however, he wants to be the God who is now, the present tense Christ. Jesus never said I was. He says I am. Revelations one eight, when John saw him, he he says. He reintroduced himself, let me put it that way, to John. Remember, John was the one who leaned on the breast of Jesus, but he saw Jesus now in all his glory. And he says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. That's what Jesus is. I am the Alpha and Omega. He says, Let's read the whole verse in the New King James. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. Isn't that great? Who is, who was, and is to come. And the whole Bible ends, the last chapter in the Bible says, again, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and last. That's who God is, and what does it mean to me? It means that we have a God who not only wants you to enjoy uh, eternity with Him, not only walk this earth and bless people, but is still walking present tense and reaching out to you and saying, "You're mine. I am a very present help in time of trouble." He says, "I am the Good Shepherd. I'm the Shepherd of your life. I will lead you. I will guide you. I will." take care of you. Hebrews 13.9 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now the message, which is a paraphrase, says this, for Jesus doesn't change. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, he's always totally himself. The Amplified says it like this, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is always the same. Yesterday, today, yes, and forever to the end of the ages. What does that mean for you? That means you can trust him, that he is not just a God who walked the earth years ago. He's a God who walks the earth today. He's not just the God who who the past tense looked up and said, come down from that tree. I'm going to go have dinner with you. He's the same God that's walking today, calling you up by name. Is, come on, let's have some time together. He's the God who cares for you. Yet past tense, yes, he died for you but in the present tense, the death of Jesus on the cross, his salvation is still at work for you today, and you can claim it in your life. Well, as we begin to close, I just want to emphasize we have a present tense God. He knows you. He cares for you. He will help you. He will guide you. Well, anyway, I just wanted to share that little nugget with you today hope it blesses you. And uh, you can look us up online, Growing in God's Word. And uh, like I said, we'll soon be moving everything to the Philippines. That's going to be exciting. So be in prayer for us. But I just want to pray for you right now. Lord, I pray for everyone listening. I pray they will realize that you're not the God who just created the world and went off somewhere and left us. You are the God. You said, I will not leave you orphans. You said you would not leave us. And you are here. We trust you. We love you. We know you are a help, a help, a present help in our lives. I pray you touch each one who's listening in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come. Rain down in my life. Flood me with your love. I claim on earth what's coming from heaven. To be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. That is coming my way.